Hi, everyone, and welcome to One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you stories of artists on their journey in entertainment, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in the business and in life. My name is Marcos Luis. This episode, I'm very, very excited, as I always am, but this one more than ever, because usually on One Mic Night, we're talking about music. This is my chance now to talk with another filmmaker. Most of you guys know me from music and hosting the One Mic Night Live series, but I'm actually a filmmaker and actor. So I'm very excited to have our guest. He's an award-winning filmmaker. He's an actor, he's a producer, and he's a social media influencer in the genre of film. <laughs> Please welcome Skip Bolden to One Mic Night Podcast. Hello! Hello, Marcos. How are Thank you? Thank you so much for that great introduction. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you here. You have no idea. Usually I'm talking about music on the podcast or social issues, but now I have a chance to talk to another fellow filmmaker, so I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Listen, I have questions. <laughs> Who is Skip Boulder? That's number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. That's I think I've been trying to figure that out for years. Mm -hmm. As we all are. All right. <laughs> Um, it took me a while to find out who I was. Mm. Um, when I started out years ago, my first love was dance. I wanted to be a dancer because mm -hmm. um, I, I loved the stage and, and musical theater. And then I pursued dancing. I even got a scholarship at, at a dance school. And after a couple of years of doing that, I realized this is really hard on my body. And as much as I love dance, I can't do this. Um, at the same time, I was attending uh, the Leonard Davis Center for the Performing Arts up at CCNY. I was a theater major there. And then all of it stopped because I moved to California, didn't do anything in the arts for a long time. <laughs> and then I got, <laughs> and I mean a long time, um, then I got laid off from a job, decided to go back into the arts again. Um, went back starting as a filmmaker, I mean, as a video journalist, mm -hmm. then to a filmmaker and then sort of branched off from there. So um, it's kind of a roundabout way to answer that question, but it wasn't, you know, it, sometimes that journey, you know, bends and winds. Absolutely, I think that, you know, once you're an artist, you're always an artist. So whether you have the flame right. in the beginning all the way to the end, the flame is still there. You're absolutely right. right. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I finally got around to pursuing it again, so. So you grew up in New York? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. That What was that like? New York is beautiful. Everybody wants to live in New York. I'm not from New York, so moving here to New York was, that's a dream come true for everyone. What was it like growing really? up here in the arts? Yeah. Really, well, I, I grew up in the Bronx, and I left New York, actually. I moved to Los Angeles mm -hmm. uh, when I was in my early 20s. And I lived there for a long time. I lived there for 41 years. And the interesting thing is, I just moved back to New York. Wow. This last, <laughs> this last <laughs> September after all of that time. Wow. So I am, um, I am rediscovering. Mm -hmm. uh, New York. Uh, so much has changed, of course, over that course of period of time. Right. Um, and I remember in going around the city, different places, um, how much I love New York. I never forgot that, but just being here and, 
and knowing that I'm going to live here again, it's like it's I'm falling in love with the city again. Right. So, e but, even though during this time we can't enjoy it the way we like to, but well, yeah, I you know I I don't let that spoil my enjoyment. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, it's it's the energy right. of the city. The one thing that I had asked somebody is, <laughs> it's really funny because I said, was New York always this noisy? <laughs> an incredible amount of noise yeah it really is it is so I've, I've got to get used to that again so. yeah what was uh what was it like for in california like all this experiences the culmination of california with new york versus new york rather well for you well for me Basically, there really is no comparison. New York is New York and Los Angeles is Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, never the twain shall meet. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's just totally different. Now, obviously, the one thing that I did fall in love with was the weather, right. um, you know, until it rains. Um, because, as you know, we have some torrential rains out there mm -hmm. uh, and the fires and the earthquakes. But other than that, <laughs> those little things, <laughs> yeah, just a little thing, you know, um, I, I gotta say though, the probably the most frightening event uh, of my life living in California was being in the Northridge earthquake back in, what was that? 91, I think that was, that was, Quite an experience. Uh, I can't even imagine. I never experienced an earthquake. What? What's going through your mind? What? What's? It's. What's it's, it's. It's just. Um, it's. It's almost surreal because uh, you realize that the Earth is much more powerful than than you are, and it, it kind of helps you put things into perspective um, as far as life is concerned. But yeah, it was just it was just really, really frightening and just, you know, eye opening as to how powerful Mother Nature is when you experience it one on one, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, <laughs> you know, they didn't happen a whole lot of time. But you know, it does shake things up. But I loved living in LA. I, I absolutely love LA. It took me a while to get used to it, of course. Uh, when I first moved there, but um, I love it and um, I miss it. Mm -hmm. But I'm here now and that's what I'm focused on. Right, good. Did you do any work when you were out there? Film-wise or acting? As and, far as uh, acting or anything? Yeah, any kind of yeah, theater or arts that, that wasn't until probably within the last seven years or so, because that's what we're saying. When I got back into the arts, I started, um, back into it as a video journalist and I was covering um, red carpet events. Um, <clears throat> my favorite one that I covered was, you know, the, the Turner Classic uh, movie channel? Oh yeah, watch it every day. Yeah, they have a, an annual film festival there in Los Angeles and I got the opportunity to do three or four of being on their red carpet. And that was a lot of fun. And then when I started doing that, I just started networking and meeting other people. Um, I had made my uh, own film. Um, it's a short film that I shot on location in India uh, several years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's called uh, Going Home Again. 
Okay. Um, and that's when I started getting back into the, the filmmaking. I wanted to do, uh, get into it in, in, in a short form, so. What was the, what was the film about, if you don't mind, it just briefly? A, it was a personal story. It was about um, one of my best buddies, uh, Raja Dekka, who is an actor mm -hmm. uh, as well. And he had, it was his trip going back to India to uh, a family event that his uncles were uh, putting on in the village that they grew up in, in remembrance of Raja's dad, because um, he had passed on several years ago. And that was, it, it was just, it was one of the, the greatest experiences of my life to be there. And I'm having a memory. I think I saw this film. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did. Really? Absolutely did. It was great. It was fantastic. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, it's just a simple personal story. Right. And it's, while I was there in the village and I was shooting, I had this, and I wasn't expecting it, there was this sense of euphoria that came over me while I was shooting and I realized this is what I want to do. Wow, wow, that's yeah. great. I think it's interesting too because uh, it took me a while to get to that point as well. I mean, growing up, I was an actor, I was on stage, but I started college pre-med. And then after my first year, I went back into theater and then recently just started making films and producing films and, you know, taking story, creating content. So I know what you mean. I mean, it, it, it took me a while to figure out that's what I wanted to do as well. Yeah, because, you know, it's, um, I think that it's part of the creative process of also, mm -hmm. you know, discovering who you are and then once you start you see where it leads to because one thing leads to another because like I said you know also I had gone into producing um, as well um, produced a, uh, a web series and you know some other things as well so yeah it it, it does take you it takes you yeah. places so there, there's there's always this continuous self-discovery right right and I feel like, you know, it's, you don't know, like you create the best content when you are exploring yourself, when you're putting your personal stories out there. You know what I mean? So I think that, yeah, for me, I've, I've gotten to a point where you reach a certain age, you just, you feel free, you feel secure, you feel a lot of things and you want to, to, to put it out there. And I, I'm right there with you on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a, I think there is a certain amount of maturity that comes mm -hmm. with that, um, because when I decided to go back into the arts, that was after being laid off from from a job that I had for uh, for several years. It was a good job, but then I looked at that as an opportunity for me to do something else, with a realization that. I'm getting older. I just can't wait. You know, I'm not going to let my life pass me by. Right. Yeah. And um, so I took that chance, and it was very, very scary. Yeah. And at parts during that journey, it was really rough. I had some rough times in my life. Right. But I, I just kept going, and I kept going, and I, and I just kept going the the best I could. And you can see. Um, or I could see that in doing that, I realized why some people let it go. Because yeah. sometimes, and it doesn't happen to all of us, but at one time or another, 
I mean, even in a successful, excuse me, a successful person's career, they're going to face some hardships. It's sure. not always smooth sailing. Absolutely, ups and downs always. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it feels sometimes like a lot like, of downs. <laughs> so you got to get used to that. You know, you got to ride, ride with it, and ride it out, and and. I think what happens as as you go through those things, it makes you stronger, it makes you more determined, but right. it also makes you wiser. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it also, you know, speaking of the security part of it, you know, creating your own stories or putting your own content out there, it's it's kind of like, you know, you you reach a desperation point sometimes, but it's also the passion that drives you to continue to finish, to seek, to, you know, it's the motivation factor for you. Oh yes, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. And sometimes that yeah, you can you can turn that desperation, as you said. You can take that energy. Either you can look at it as desperation, or you can look at it, you know, as hunger, and that just pushes you even more. Absolutely. For me, when I was experiencing those things and trying to get through it, it just made me more determined. More determined. Because I said, yeah. I am not going to be beat. Right. I guess I'm it's, it's hunger when you're hungry too. Right. You know what I mean? It yes. really is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. But that's the nature of the beast. So. Mm -hmm. so now you have a Twitter page and you have a lot of followers. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is that I think I have over what? maybe about 30,000 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that did not happen overnight. Wow. That took a good, what, I think I've been on Twitter like almost 10 years now. <laughs> so Jeez, yeah. that was building up and being consistent, which is the secret to anything. There you go. Pow. Gotta be consistent. consistent. You right. gotta keep at it. But the funny thing is that Twitter was the last social media platform that I came to because I understood that one the least. Mm -hmm. When I first went on there years ago, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I said, how does anybody know, you know, anything? But, you know, I, I said, okay, I'm going to learn how this works. So just by being on it, and I learned through observation mm -hmm. first to begin with, right. and then did a little research, and then I got the hang of it, and it just took off from there, and I was just consistent with it. And then I was also managing um, other people's uh, Twitter pages too, you know, in the arts. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot as well, practice of it. So now, um, like I said, as a result, I have, you know, the, all those followers. Right. But let me tell you, to be consistent, it takes a lot of work on a daily basis. It takes a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work, I know. I've I learned know. how to manage it though. Right. Efficiently. Especially if you're trying to deal with multiple social media accounts, you can't, it's, there's no way. Oh yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I basically, the only one, I mean, I have other social media accounts, but they don't get the attention that, it, you know, that Twitter does. Because the thing is, I know that, you know, a lot of people say you have, you know, they want to have all these social media accounts. I am from the old school of way of thinking of not being a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm being a master of one. There you I go. I was going to master one. There you go. I like that. Well, I think also your content has a lot to do with it too. It's something that resonates with everybody. The 
content well, on your page. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. I put a lot of effort into that. Most of the time that I spend on Twitter is not on Twitter itself. It is searching for content and creating content is, is mostly what I do. Right. So for those people who don't follow you, let them know what your account is. Oh, I'm on Twitter. At, Meaning like what your content, your content is. Oh, what my content is? Right. Oh, my content is uh, primarily about cinema. Okay. It's about, it's about film um, and other aspects of the arts are my, my subtopics mm -hmm. because, you know, I touch on uh, film music. Um, composers of film music, um, actors, um, and almost anything that's related artistically to film. Sometimes I'll even include stage. So, you know, all the other subtopics are within the arts, but the primary topic is about film. Right. And it's a beautiful thing because, <clears throat> you know, sometimes when I'm looking at my timeline, something will come down and it just reminds me, oh, man, I love that film or, oh, I love that or I haven't seen that in so long. And it's something that resonates with everyone. And there's no, doesn't seem like there's a specific genre that you stick to. It's something that's just for everyone. And if you don't know what it is, the pieces or the clips that you choose to put up, people are curious about and they might even go look and see what it is. Yeah, that so, happens a lot. Actually, yeah. the, the content that I post has a lot to do with how my followers or my audience is reacting to it mm. and the comments that they make. So basically, um, I just go with that flow. You know, there's that old fat smaller song, um, find out what they like and how they like it and let them have it just that way. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's exactly so, it. Yeah, I don't try to dictate. I mean, a lot of stuff I put up there because I like it. Mm -hmm. So if other people like it or they remind me or tell me about other things that I put that in there too. But I, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's this give and take. I like, you know, I appreciate my audience that I have. And, and that shows, that shows. Yeah. It really does because you're very humble in the way you respond to people. And, you know, it seems like you, almost hit back everyone. Someone will say something, you'll say something back to them. For the, for the most part, um, I, unfortunately, you know, I, I can't respond with all the content that I put on there mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And it's not just my content, but I also retweet, you know, a lot of content. Actually, my retweets are more than <clears throat> my content. I like to keep, um, I try to, uh, aim for 80% of other people's content and only 20% of my content wow. that, you know, that I post, right. um, because it just, it just keeps your timeline more interesting. Yes. Right. You know, you have a variety of stuff, you know, that's related to, you know, the main topic or subtopics or whatever. How do you go about choosing you know the clips or videos that you put up or the content that you put up aside from retweeting like your own the videos for instance um what what kind of craftsmanship goes into that because <laughs> those it looks like yeah it's not something i can just go pull off of you know some site somewhere and just post it no it's not it's not that simple because um i like uh film so much and there's there's so much film content out there right but 
one of the things that I post a lot, I have this thing with movie trailers. I, I love, I love trailers because they're like, they're like little stories. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So I do a lot of that. Um, now on Twitter, you only get 20 minutes, I'm assuming 20 minutes, if only, two minutes and <laughs> seconds of, of time. So a lot of times when I, when I pull uh, trailers, I have to edit those. So I do a lot of editing. Right. That takes a lot of work. A lot. Well, it's not so much work. Uh, for, for me, it's it's not work at all. It's it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I and I do it so often, you know, that when I, you know, I pull a, a trailer and I edit it, I know exactly where I'm going to cut it and put it together so that it's all clean and doesn't, it doesn't look like it's been touched at all. Because especially trailers from uh, 1970s, they were really, really long trailers. Some of those trailers are two and three minutes long. Wow. It's like, I really got to cut this down. Yeah. And the other thing is, the reason why I have to cut it down, even if they're more modern trailers, is, like I said, on Twitter, you get two minutes and 20 seconds. The other thing that goes with that, on social media, attention span is very, very short. Absolutely. Absolutely is. Because I've even had to go back and re-edit some of my content to shorten it. Right. More. So, but it for me, it's it's it's, it's a lot of fun. Right. It is. And sometimes, sometimes uh, I don't try to be clever with, you know, the text that I put in there because oftentimes I'm not. I'm just not clever. I have to work at being clever. <laughs> 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 it doesn't come naturally to me. <laughs> But every now and then I get a spark and it's like, okay, I'm going to put this in the tweet. But, you know, I, I don't like to try to be clever. I don't like to try to be funny. If something is spontaneous, that's, you know, and it ha happens to be funny, then I put it. But I don't work at that part. Basically, you know, <clears throat> I have the original tagline from the uh, trailer and just put the details on there and, and post it. And people seem to really like it, so... You have a specific genre of movie that you like personally? No, not no, a, not, no, not at all. I am truly a, uh, a film lover. What film lover. what it is that I'm attracted to most is if it's a good story. To me, it doesn't make a difference what genre it is. If it is a good story, if it is a good script, if it if it's been shot well. I can appreciate it no matter what genre it is. However, having said that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a but. I knew there was a but. <laughs> yeah, there is because you know, when I was growing, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I, de I developed my, you know, my taste for, you know, um, certain directors. I, I'm a big fan of, of Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Um, sure. Also, uh, Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Scorsese. Of course. I mean, you know, they're, they're great storytellers and great visual storytellers. Right. You know, storytellers. Um, they're just, you know, masters, you know, of the craft. And But for me, it comes down to the story. I like But that. if it's beautifully shot, I can really appreciate some great cinematography. Do you feel like, are you working on any other projects now? Would you like to work on another project or do you have something in mind? 
I'm not working on a project at this very moment. However, I will be next year. And um, that just came about very recently within the last couple of days I've been asked to come on to a project that's going to start shooting next year. It's an independent film project. Like that. Good. That I really can't talk about. Yeah, no, <laughs> you can't. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I just got on board. There's a lot of uh, pre-production work to do right. as well. A lot of if you're not in film, people don't realize how much work is done before the film is even starting to shoot. Yes, pre-production is a beep. Yep, is, it, yeah. there's, there's a lot to be done. You miss traveling? Did you travel a lot with the, with the film that you had for the film festivals or anything like that? Um, no, because basically those, those film festivals were local. Mm -hmm. in in um in los angeles most mostly in hollywood um, but speaking of traveling that is another passion of mine um I, I love traveling my goal is to set foot on the other six continents um i only have three more to go which are africa south america and antarctica and at the rate things are going with traveling, it doesn't look like I'm going to get there anytime <laughs> too soon. So, God spare my life that long that we get to these places. Um, I hope to get to those places eventually. Right. Has this been a hard time for you during the COVID time? Um, it's been a mixed bag of things. The COVID did change my life. Actually, it's. COVID that actually brought me to New York. Well, I had a um, I had a gig in LA that kind of ended because of COVID, and I didn't have anything else going on after that. So, to make a long story short, I just I, I ended up coming back to New York. Um, and since I moved back to New York, it's like I've got more opportunity here than I did in LA. So. Well, that's good. It's been the bitter with it's been the bitter with the sweet, right? So to speak, because um, right. like I said, when you like we were saying before, when you in the arts, you're gonna have a lot of ups and downs, and I, you know I'm just trying to, you know I was just trying to you know ride through it. I knew I, I knew I was gonna be okay though, because when when I left um, Los Angeles, I was really, really, extremely stressed, and I had to calm myself down. But interestingly enough, on the plane leaving Los Angeles, the plane is taxiing down the runway, revving up to take off. And all of a sudden, I had this sense of calm come over me. Yeah, it was, wow. it was really, really? It, it really was, it was almost kind of spiritual because um, I really wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't paying, you know, I was just, you know, just getting all of my life, and all of a sudden, as the plane took off, I just had this this rush of calm come over me, like everything is going to be just fine. Wow! And it is, and I have to say that has probably been the smoothest coast to coast flight I have ever taken in my life. Wow! There wasn't a single bump or anything. It was Jeez. like, okay, this is a good indication that I've made the right decision. 
Right. The universe uh, made its way for you. That's great. Right, exactly. Because we know, you know, film production was down, a lot of people out of work, Broadway down. You know, I have a friend who moved to California. She moved to L.A. right yeah. at the beginning of this whole thing. She's an actress. So she's just been there. She doesn't know anyone there. She doesn't know anything. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's been rough for a lot of people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we stick it out. We make our own content. We create things. This podcast came out of, you know, this whole thing, uh, just creating things. That's, right. That's what we have to do. You have to do. It's yeah. not what happens to you in life. It's what you do with what it. You what you do happens. with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, know, you can sit back and cry and, you know, complain and stuff like that. And I'm not one of those people. Right. <laughs> Figure out how to make it work. I'm not either. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah either. Sometimes it takes a while. And it's not easy and it's stressful and it's frustrating and it's mm -hmm. scary, right. but you just, you move through it, you know? Right. And like you said, consistency yeah. pays off. It really it does. does. Yeah. Well, Skip, I want to thank you for coming on One Mic Night. This has been very enlightening, very inspiring, and uh, it's good to talk to somebody else, another fellow filmmaker. Yeah. Tell everybody, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I like again, um, like I said, uh, thanks again. This is this has been great. I've only had maybe one other opportunity to do uh, a podcast like this, and I really enjoy doing it. Well, good. I definitely want to have you back, and we're going to talk about specific things there. We'll talk about some specific genres of films and things like that, too. But I definitely want to have you okay. back. Okay. Um, tell everybody how we can get in touch with you. How can we find you? Your Twitter handle or. Ah, yeah, again, um, yeah, I'm easy to be found on Twitter. Um, again, my Twitter handle is at Skip Bolden. That's Skip, S-K-I-P, B-O-L, D is from David, E-N. There you go. Everybody, make sure you follow Skip Bolden. His timeline is bananas. <laughs> so definitely some great films on there. It'll take you down the road that you didn't even know was there. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode of One Mike Night. You can find us on all social media at One Mike Night. This is One Mike Night, the podcast. You can also check out some of the live videos from the One Mike Night live series on our YouTube channel. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. -E. You can follow me at Marcos Luis. I'm Marcos Luis, everything, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. -S. Find me on the .com and find all the links to my social media. Thank you for joining me. Please make sure you share this episode. Go to Apple Podcasts. We are now on Amazon Music as well. All the platforms. We'll see you next time. Thank you.